everyone, this is Jeffrey Care. I'm back with another installment of the News of the Month series on the Care Reviews podcast. This is where I talk about a few different entertainment news stories that feel important and or interesting to me. Each of the stories you'll be hearing me talk about have been divided into four separate categories. But before we get to them, I'd like to share some personal news. I was very thrilled to find that on this year's 4th of July, one of my podcast episodes reached at least 100 plays for the very first time. That episode just so happens to be an interview I conducted back in December of 2019 with an original cast member of the musical Hamilton, Ariana DeBose. When I was scrolling through Twitter on November 17th of that same year, I saw that she was going to be coming back home to Raleigh, North Carolina, which also happens to be my area of residence, to perform at one of the local performing arts venues, Theatre Raleigh. At first, I thought that was really cool. But then I immediately realized that it would be such a missed opportunity if I didn't try to get an interview with her. So I got in touch with the people at Theatre Raleigh, and we were able to get something done. I had a great time getting to speak with Ariana DeBose by phone, and I was very proud of how that interview turned out. So I'd like to give a huge thank you to everyone who has listened to it. Now, the first set of official news stories that I've chosen to discuss this month is about the Emmys. Nominations for this year's Primetime Emmy Awards were announced on July 13th. What I'm about to do right now is read off the nominees in each of the top three series categories, Drama, Comedy, and Limited, and mention what other important bids they've received. For Outstanding Drama Series, the nominees are The Boys, Bridgerton, the Crown, The Handmaid's Tale, Lovecraft's Country, The Mandalorian, Pose, and This Is Us. Now, of the eight nominees here, I've only seen half of them so far, which would be The Crown, The Handmaid's Tale, The Mandalorian, and Pose. Although Lovecraft's Country is on my watch list, we'll see if I get around to watching that. Although it's interesting, because right after nomination voting closed, HBO decided not to renew Lovecraft's Country for a second season. And it's a good thing they waited, because, man, who knows how things would have turned out. I mean, granted, I'm sure they probably would have instead campaigned Lovecraft Country is a limited series had they announced no season two before nomination voting began, kind of similar to what they did with Watchmen last year. As for other important bids each of the drama series contenders received, The Boys only has one additional nomination for outstanding writing for a drama series. Bridgerton has two other major above-the-line nominations, one an outstanding lead actor in a drama series for Roger Jean Page, who also happens to be in one of this year's outstanding television movie nominees, Sylvie's Love, and outstanding directing for a drama series. The Crown has ten other major above-the-line nominations, one for outstanding lead actor in a drama series for Josh O'Connor, two for outstanding lead actress in a drama series for Olivia Colman and Emma Corrin, one for outstanding supporting actor in a drama series for Tobias Menzies, three for outstanding supporting actress in a drama series for Gillian Anderson, Helena Bonham Carter, and Emerald Fennell, two for outstanding directing for a drama series, and one for outstanding writing for a drama series. The Handmaid's Tale has ten other above-the-line nominations, 
one for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series for Elizabeth Moss, three for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series for Bradley Whitford, Max Minghella, and O.T. Fagbeno, four for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama Series for Anne Dowd, Yvonne Strahovski, Madeline Brewer, and Samira Wiley, one for Outstanding Directing for a Drama Series, and one for Outstanding Writing for a Drama Series. Lovecraft Country has five other above-the-line nominations, one for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series for Jonathan Majors, one for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series for Journey Smollett, one for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series for Michael Kenneth Williams, one for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama Series for Anjanu, I hope I pronounced that right, Ellis, and one for Outstanding Writing for a Drama Series. The Mandalorian has four other above-the-line nominations, one for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series for Giancarlo Esposito, one for Outstanding Directing for a Drama Series, and two for Outstanding Writing for a Drama Series. Pose has four other above-the-line nominations, one for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series for Billy Porter, who I actually got to see on Broadway in Shuffle Along back in 2016. I even got to meet him at the stage door after the show, and he signed my playbill, and I got to get a picture with him. One for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series for MJ Rodriguez, who is also the first transgender woman to earn an Emmy nomination in a major acting category. One for Outstanding Directing for a Drama Series, and one for Outstanding Writing for a Drama Series. This Is Us only has two other major above-the-line nominations this year, one for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series for Sterling K. Brown, and another for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series for Chris Sullivan, who I actually got to see on Broadway in 2013 in a musical called Nice Work If You Can Get It. I even got to meet him briefly at the stage door after the show, and even got an autograph from him on my souvenir program. The nominees for Outstanding Comedy Series are... Blackish, Cobra Kai, Emily in Paris, The Flight Attendant, Hacks, The Kaminsky Method, Pen15, and Ted Lasso. Now, I'm usually behind on comedy television programs, so I've only seen two of the nominees, which are Hacks and Ted Lasso, both of which I actually caught up with very recently. As for other important nods each comedy series contender received, Blackish only has two other above-the-line nominations, one for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series for Anthony Anderson, and another for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series for Tracy Ellis Ross. Cobra Kai and Emily in Paris both only have nominations in below-the-line categories, nothing above the line, which makes both of their comedy series nominations all the more surprising. The Flight Attendant has four other bids in major above-the-line categories, one for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series for Kelly Cuoco, one for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series for Rosie Perez, one for Outstanding Directing for a Comedy Series, and one for Outstanding Writing for a Comedy Series. Hacks has five other important above-the-line nominations, one for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series for Jean Smart, the first of two she received this year, the other we'll get to later, one for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series for Carl Clemens Hopkins, one for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series for Hannah Einbinder, one for Outstanding Directing for a Comedy Series, and one for Outstanding Writing for a Comedy Series. The Kaminsky Method only has two other major above-the-line nominations, 
one for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series for Michael Douglas, and another for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series for Paul Reiser. Pen15 only has one other major above-the-line nomination for Outstanding Writing for a Comedy Series. Meanwhile, Ted Lasso has 12 other important above-the-line nominations, one for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series for Jason Sudeikis, four for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series for Brett Goldstein, Brendan Hunt, Nick Mohammed, and Jeremy Swift, two for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series for Juno Temple and Hannah Waddingham, the latter of whom I actually got to see on Broadway in Spamlot back in January of 2008. I remember at the time she had just came in from the London production, while the actress who had previously played the role of the Lady of the Lake on Broadway, the now late Marin Maisie, went over to London to take over for Hannah. Three for Outstanding Directing for a Comedy Series, and two for Outstanding Writing for a Comedy Series. The nominees for Outstanding Limited Series are I May Destroy You, Mare of Easttown, The Queen's Gambit, the Underground Railroad, and WandaVision. As of now, I've only seen three of the nominees, which are Mare of Easttown, The Queen's Gambit, and The Underground Railroad. I am planning to catch up with I May Destroy You, hopefully sometime before the Emmys. As for other important bids each of the limited series contenders received, I May Destroy You has five other nominations, one for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Limited Series for Michaela Cole, one for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Limited Series for Papa Isidou, I hope I pronounced that right, two for Outstanding Directing for a Limited Series, and one for Outstanding Writing for a Limited Series. Mayor of Easttown has six other above-the-line nominations, one for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Limited Series for Kate Winslet, one for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Limited Series for Evan Peters, two for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Limited Series for Julianne Nicholson and Jean Smart, the second of her two acting nominations this year, in addition to her aforementioned Hacks nod. One for Outstanding Directing for a Limited Series, and one for Outstanding Writing for a Limited Series. The Queen's Gambit has five other above-the-line nominations, one for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Limited Series for Anya Taylor-Joy, one for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Limited Series for Thomas Brody Sangster, one for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Limited Series for Moses Ingram, one for Outstanding Directing for a Limited Series, and one for Outstanding Writing for a Limited Series. The Underground Railroad has only one other major above-the-line nomination, which is Outstanding Directing for a Limited Series for Barry Jenkins, who also happens to be the acclaimed Oscar-winning filmmaker behind Moonlight and If Beale Streets Could Talk. WandaVision has seven other above-the-line nominations, one for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Limited Series for Paul Bettany, who also happens to be starring in one of this year's Outstanding Television Movie nominees, Uncle Frank, one for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Limited Series for Elizabeth Olsen, one for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Limited Series for Katherine Hahn, one for Outstanding Directing for a Limited Series, and three for Outstanding Writing for a Limited Series. So that just about does it for this discussion on the 2021 Primetime Emmy nomination for those interested in seeing the full list, you can find a link in the episode notes. The 73rd Primetime Emmy Awards will air on September 19th on CBS, hosted by Cedric the Entertainer. I will be back with another podcast sometime before then to discuss my predictions for the winners. This next news story is about another annual award ceremony. 
The next five artists who are going to be inducted into the Kennedy Center Honors have been announced. I know a number of you listening are probably wondering, didn't the Kennedy Center Honors just take place a couple months ago? Yes, but that ceremony was originally slated to take place in December of 2020, but was postponed because of the pandemic. So they instead took place in May with a limited audience and later aired on CBS the first Sunday of June. The next ceremony is currently set to return to its more traditional schedule this December. Among the next slate of honorees are operatic bass baritone Justino Diaz, Motown founder, songwriter, producer, and director Barry Gordy, Saturday Night Live creator Lauren Michaels, legendary stage and screen icon Bette Midler, and singer-songwriter Joni Mitchell. I think all five of them definitely sound very deserving of this recognition, and congratulations to you all, and I'm very much looking forward to watching the ceremony. This next news story is, ironically, about another award ceremony, though this time it's the Jimmy Awards. This annual competition that recognizes musical theater performances by high school students in the United States recently took place. I got to watch the live stream on YouTube from the comfort of my home. I really enjoyed it. This year's winners of the Jimmy Awards are Bryson Battle from the Bloomy Awards in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Elena Holder from Triangle Rising Stars in Durham, North Carolina. As someone who covers the theater scene in Raleigh, North Carolina, I actually got to interview Elena Holder the day after she won Best Actress at the Triangle Rising Star Awards, along with Best Actor winner Joshua Messmore. I must admit, as I was watching the Jimmy Awards, I was of course happy to see both Elena and Joshua do pretty well with their performances in the first round. Then as the evening went on, Elena advanced further into the competition where she got to perform a solo. Shortly before the winners were announced, I kept reminding myself that no matter what happens, I was already happy enough for Elena to have made it as far as she did. Yet she ended up winning Best Actress at this year's Jimmy Awards. Elena Holder, if you happen to be listening to this podcast, I'd like to congratulate you on your victory. Here's to hopefully a bright future for you as a musical theater performer. For our final subject, I'd like to take this moment to remember three industry veterans we've lost within this past month. Composer, conductor, and music director Elliot Lawrence died on July 2nd at the age of 96, although no cause of death has been revealed yet. He had about 10 Broadway credits to his name and served as musical director and conductor for the Tony Awards from 1965 through 2013. In fact, he had been referred to as the go-to conductor for television events and specials throughout his career, which led to him winning four Primetime Emmy Awards over the course of 41 years. I'll never forget that prior to the performance of the Daniel Radcliffe-led revival of How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying on the 2011 Tony telecast, Robert Morse, who had originated the role of J. Pierre Pont Finch on Broadway back in 1961, gave a special shout-out to Elliot Lawrence as he was the musical director for the original production. Not to mention that he also worked in Hollywood from having composed the score for Sidney Lumet's 1976 Oscar-winning film, Network. Filmmaker Richard Donner died on July 5th at the age of 91, although no cause of death has been revealed yet. He was someone who had started out directing episodes of countless TV shows. Among them were The Twilight Zone, The Man from UNCLE, Gilligan's Island, Perry Mason, Get Smart, The Fugitive, 
The Wild Wild West, and Kojak. Donner would go on to direct countless classic movies such as 1976's The Omen, 1978's Superman, which helped pave the way for countless other superhero films that have been made in the years since, 1985's The Goonies, 1987's Lethal Weapon, and 1988's Scrooged, which was a modern-day retelling of A Christmas Carol starring Bill Murray. Coincidentally, I was working at my regular job on July 5th, which is at a movie theater. They happened to have a break room with a TV set, Blu-ray player, and quite a handful of films for employees to watch while they're not working. I was in the break room for a few minutes, and I randomly decided to put in The Goonies. It was shortly after I got off work when I learned about Richard Donner's death. Legendary actor-comedian Jackie Mason died after being hospitalized for over two weeks on July 24th at the age of 93. He started out doing stand-up comedy at the Fieldston Hotel in Swan Lake, New York back in 1955 and had since performed in countless one-man shows, TV specials, and also acted on both the big and small screens. He even managed to win Primetime Emmy Awards both times he was nominated, first in 1988 for Outstanding Writing in a Variety or Music Program for Jackie Mason, The World According to Me. Then in 1992 for Outstanding Voiceover Performance as Rabbi Krastovsky in an episode of The Simpsons. My condolences go out to all of their families. So that's just about does it for the news of this month. I will be back on September 6th to discuss any bits of entertainment news stories that I found interesting and or important from August. If you love this show, please leave us a review. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash podcast and follow the simple instructions. Feel free to subscribe to wherever you get this podcast. If you'd like to find more content from me, please visit my website, which is www.carereviews.net. You can also find it on Twitter at carereviews and me at Jeffrey Care. Thanks for listening, and I will see you all later.